Uh, I'm here with my cohort and friend, Dorothy Bishop. Hi, everybody. Happy July. <laughs> Happy July 4th weekend, Dorothy. Yes, darling. You, oh, my gosh, you should see where I am. I am at where are the you? Greenbrier. Oh I am God. at the Greenbrier, the, the five-star resort down in the beautiful mountains in West Virginia, which has just been bought by this man named Jim Justice, who has totally revamped an already fabulous place. They're, what a southern name, Jim Justice. <laughs> Jim, and he is, trust me, South, he is giving this place justice. You know, Stop. I grew up just down the road a piece, and I'm here for my high school graduation, which is why I'm not up there in New York with you. I know. You, and, were, you, know, you were, I were practicing was, the banjo and getting your teeth fixed just before you left. I, yes, <laughs> and they didn't have the teeth ready, so I'm going to blend right in. But you know, I was the homecoming king the year I graduated, and they're going to be dragging me through town on a float, and I'll be waving to oh all the little God. people. Are you going to wear a tiara, Colin? And it's too hot well, for Well, you know it. You know it. <laughs> And, you know, waving and throwing candy to the little town's folks with their <laughs> faces, beaming up at me, saying, oh, that's Colin Lively. He went off to New York and became a famous hairdresser. <laughs> you know, it's my duty to come back and cheer them up. But I'm so glad also, you're reaching out to the little people. It's the, it's the, it's the least I could do. <laughs> but this place oh my gosh dorothy i can't believe it down here in my hometown the celebrities are crawling like crazy there's debbie reynolds who isn't literally crawling although oh she, my gosh she's probably <laughs> i love she debbie reynolds hey she's still kicking she's still out there singing and doing shows she's amazing my, well, my she's father here just, you know drooling right now he loves debbie reynolds and Denzel Washington is here. Uh, one of the Simpson sisters, we don't know if it's Ashley or Jessica, but one of those girls are prowling around the Greenbrier. Wow. And we have Ann Magnuson, the famous performance artist who actually grew up in West Virginia, went off and became one of the most famous performance artists in the world. And in fact, she's the one that got thrown off of Facebook for those lewd pictures of herself. And she had like 200,000 people demand that she get back on. So they're power to the people. And so she's so on. She I saw her, on. Went her the other day. She said, what are you doing here? I said, what are you doing here? You're the one that got thrown off Facebook. I didn't. <laughs> well, now, Colin, tell me, are, are all these stars there to do a show? Or are they just all on vacation because it's a new it place? Or... Oh, no, they're here to do a big show for this casino. That's, Dorothy, this casino is like the talk of the gambling world. And when you drive in, I mean, this place is so impressive to begin with. But they've got bleachers. It looks like they're getting ready for Obama's inauguration in Washington. I just cannot believe it. But wow. And then the big headliner here is Lionel Richie. I mean, Dorothy. I love Lionel have, Richie. Isn't he great? This he puts on a fabulous show. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He puts on a fabulous show. He's an amazing entertainer. I mean, we all know him as a recording artist, but um, I saw him live in Europe years ago, and he's he's just an amazing entertainer on top of being a fabulous singer-songwriter. Well, everybody is a Twitter, or as they say down here, a Twitter. We're just a Twitter. We're just 
got chills up and down our spine thinking of how exciting tonight's going to be. You know, I had to take a Rosetta, a Rosetta Stone brush up course so I could talk to my old I didn't know she did a Southern uh, language course, how to talk Southern. Yeah. <laughs> well, honey, this isn't talking Southern. This is talking mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different thing. That's Southern with sorghum molasses coming, coming out. It, but, but the Greenbrier itself is so beautiful, and they have magnificent facilities for staying young and beautiful which is what you and i are all into yes of course and they've You'll got have the greenbrier clinic and, the, and yeah and all we can take baths in that smelly sulfur water right <laughs> <laughs> the fountain of youth but, oh you know, wow today well, i'm jealous because i'm sitting in steaming hot new york city right now looking at pigeons Oh, the city bird. Yeah, the city birds. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, today, although uh, I was going to do something about spa services at the Greenbrier, but they're so busy here, we're going to do it in a couple of weeks. But I have a really exciting person joining us in a little bit named Jennifer Maxwell Parkinson, who uh, is an amazing person in putting together the right looks for people, capturing their, their best looks for their personalities, their bodies. She'll tell us all the things that she can do. She's the president of uh, Look Consulting. She was the founding president of the AICI, which is I always get, the Association of Image Consultants International. She was the founding president, and this is an international group of people that help us all look great. Dorothy, yes. what can she do for you? I can think of a few things offhand. <laughs> well, I mean, I love that, that I just looked over her website and um, I saw a couple of her, um, she has some wonderful videos on YouTube. Um, I mean, we'll, uh, I'll ask her this when she comes on, but it seems that she is um, uh, very slanted towards corporate America and the job interview and all those really important things, especially right now in this down economy when the job interviews are few and far between and you want to make the biggest impact. Um, I find even as an artist, um, maybe I can zhuzh it up a little bit, but I really liked her tips about what to wear for a first impression when you walk in the room. And um, she also seems to talk quite a bit about etiquette, which I love because I think it's sadly lacking in our society and sadly lacking in New York City sometimes. So um, I'm really interested to hear what she has to say about, you know, the do's and don'ts, um, ways to speak to your boss, uh, how, to, you know, about, she talks a lot about compliments. And um, as an artist, we, you know, we're, I'm in a little more... Um, relaxed atmosphere but um i did like the way she talked about professional ways to pay compliments and not to over compliment and um you know when you're crossing the line and might be making someone feel uncomfortable i thought it was really really interesting um and uh i think as a, a woman right now my fashion question is this you know my arms my arms are okay, but they're not what they used to be, and there's no way I'm going to have Madonna arms. And it's so freaking hot outside, but I don't want to wear sleeves. But I still want to look, you know, if I'm going to something a little more um, upscale, how do I wear, what do I wear and still look cool and maybe cover a little more of my arms than, than I would do 
you know, just casually out going to the store, uh, but still look elegant. That would be my question. I love the French sleeve, but it can get kind of hot. The French sleeve is that real tight sleeve because because uh, it gives you a nice line. What about you, Colin? Well, well with me, I mean, I, w- I want to look trim, uh, you know, slim and trim without giving up the cheeseburgers and french fries for lunch. So I don't know <laughs> if she can really help me with that. But... I'm, I'm open for suggestions. Let's put it that way. But I've actually known Jennifer for for quite a long time, and you know, being in a, you know, being in the hairdressing business for for most of my life, um, one of the big mistakes of hairdressing is was is giving a client the wrong hairstyle and particularly the wrong hair color. I'm, I'm, I mean, I discovered early on in my career, I loved red. And so anytime a client would say, well, what do you think I should have? I would say, oh, you should be a redhead. And I would make everybody red. It was flame, Clairol flame number 33. I just kept it mixed up in a bowl. So, <laughs> um, well, now this was, are you talking about the 80s? Because everybody uh, had red some, hair in the 80s. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I can't. Don't I'm make sorry, me I think in terms pretty... of decades, Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> Some... Everyone has right Yes, yeah, similar to that. <laughs> <laughs> but early on, as a as a young frisky hairdresser, I, you know, wanting everybody to be a redhead, I would put red on some people, and they would look like fairy princes. Others would look like town tramps. Right. Some would look like evil evil stepmothers, and. <laughs> And some would look like pizza waitresses. And it was like, well, if I'm using the same color on everyone, why does it look great on some and look so trashy on others? This was one of the great mysteries of a young hairdresser's life. And so as time went on and I became more knowledgeable about color and scale and all of this, then... It helped me in my hairdressing career. And Jennifer Maxwell Parkinson was the first person I met when I moved to New York City. Who, and I mean, I, she's literally the first person I met. I met her the day that I moved there. And she remained one of my best friends ever since and one of my best business allies. And through Jennifer, I really learned how to become the great hairdresser that I am today. Awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I'm going to really use, look forward to, to I hearing what... I use the right color on everyone now, as you quite know. Which color? The right color, whatever that oh, color right is. the right color. I thought you said white color. I was like, well, that's no, not very good. No, we don't good. deal... No, 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 no. We, I don't <laughs> promote white color. <laughs> and everyone has white hair. <laughs> that's We're the one color idle. I don't promote. <laughs> This is about looking young, darling. We don't see white hair on young people. Well, now, you know, I used to have platinum hair back in the day. I did the, back when everyone was doing platinum in the 90s, I had the short, spiky platinum hair. And it was very high maintenance, and I will never do it again. Well, maybe when I get really old, I might do it again. But right now, while I'm medium, I'm not going to do it. One rule of of fashion is always, as fashion goes in trends, 
Yes. If you were around when this trend was a trend before, don't wear it. <laughs> Except that I have to say I am into the leggings, and I did wear them in the 80s. And uh, I find them, you know, I don't wear short tops with them, but I do really like the leggings with the long top. Sorry, but (laughs) I find it to be very comfortable. (laughs) I'll usually belt the waist. It's very 80s. I don't have the shoulder pads, so. But um, I was blessed with long legs, so I figure I'm going to show them off while I still can. You're supposed to say yes, Dorothy. That's very true. You have great legs, and you're not saying anything. (laughs) <laughs> no, well, I'm, I'm waiting for my chin to go back up. <laughs> at, at my age, when a chin drops, it takes a while to get it back up. <laughs> so, so much of what you tell me is jaw-dropping. <laughs> Wait, I, I haven't even started talking about the spandex yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think uh, I think we have to take a break now. So um, we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we're going to bring on our fabulous guest, Jennifer Maxwell Parkinson. This is Dorothy Bishop and Colin Lively with Hear Woman Talk, the Zeus Radio Network. I am right over the entry to the Greenbrier, and there was all this commotion while we were on break, and I looked out, and it was Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck arriving. They've got all these famous West Virginians who have come back home for the opening of this, and Jennifer Garner is a local girl. She grew up in Charleston. So anyway, we're just, Tony and I are up in the window just screaming and kicking and pulling at each other. Did you get to, could you see her up close, or was it like from a distance? We're right above the entry. So how does she look? She's gorgeous. She has on the same sunglasses I have, the Wayfarers. She's just beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think she's she's one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood. I I love her look. I'm just so excited that my home has turned into this. But anyway, back to to what we're here to talk about. We have Jennifer Maxwell Parkinson now who is joining us and... Jennifer. Yes. How are Hi, you Hi, Jennifer. Today? Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Colin. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. How are you both? Good. Well, Hot. I'm great. I'm down <laughs> in West Virginia at the Greenbrier in, in the uh, presidential suite, and Dorothy is sweating up in New York City, <laughs> so we're both exactly where we belong. Well, I hear that you have your own little... Uh, TV show going on right before your eyes, watching all the stars walk in. It's you amazing. On them. It, it, it's utterly amazing. But, uh, and I got to tell you, like some of these stars are re- really look good. Although I think Debbie Reynolds might be a tad dated. She's doing a lot of chiffon and very bouffant hair. I know, but that's well, her look. Yeah, she's keeping up her image, Colin. You know, she has to keep her image. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of always had that <clears throat> that look where she wore, and she, I love when she she wears those boxy beaded tops with the straight bottom, straight skirt on the bottom. And look she's at little. Betty White. 
Betty White still yeah. has the same image she had on, you know, TV for years and years, and that's who we recognize as Betty White. It's her brand. Yeah, and Debbie Reynolds has her brand. Yep. So, Jennifer, uh, yes. if someone has a look, like I, I have clients who have the same hairstyle year after year, which which doesn't bother me with some people because it, it's a signature. I don't think that people would recognize them if they changed the look. Do you think that this is a, a perhaps a good thing if someone's image is correct? Well, you know, it, that's really the key, Colin. Is it correct for what they're trying to communicate? If, um, you know, if you are in the business world and you have hair down your back um, and that's how you looked when you were 25 and now you're 50, then no, it's not a good look. Right. But there are people who have, you know, a great hairstyle. It works for their face. It works for their whole body. And it works for whatever it is they're doing in life. Then, yes, I think that's the perfect way to go. But as you know, when, when I brought people to you, we don't usually change somebody dramatically if they're in the business world because then they go to work the next day and nobody knows who they are. So you always make it a slow process so that they're comfortable and they're moving into it, fading into brightness. Right. Which, I like which that. Is I like the that. absolute truth. You know, yeah. uh, my experience is if someone changes their image, um, suddenly they 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 kind of have a hard time adapting but more more importantly they go back to home to their spouses perhaps children they go back to the workplace and a lot of times this this new look is not uh accepted with with positiveness and then they fall right back into where they were before so you kind of have to take people that are entrenched in a look no matter how wrong it is you have to take them out of that look in baby steps exactly unless you're working you know remember when we did that tv show and that woman was getting a job and she was in the leggings and the t-shirts forever and we put her in a suit that was a jacket with loose pants that was still the same feeling on her body as the leggings and the t-shirt but she looked professional and had she gone for those interviews and what she was typically wearing, it wouldn't have been a success. So we adapted her to where she was going. So it is true that if you take somebody and you dramatically change them and do a makeover like they do on TV in one day, people aren't going to stick to it. And in fact, right. years ago, the Wall Street Journal did a, um, a whole survey on it, and they said within six months, most dramatic makeovers go back to the way they were, like that show, The Swan. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that horrible yeah. show? So of course. It's, Im it's important to take a person and, and deal with the entire image, not just the grooming hair, makeup, color, wardrobe, and personal shopping, but also their social skills, their, their civility. Uh, what is the protocol for their life, their diction, right. their body language, their relationship to whatever it is they're doing and work with the whole thing and that's why Colin you you have a full mirror when you're doing someone's hair because you see the whole person not just from the neck up and it's exactly. also their their personality um, you know I mean I, I think that's what you just said but you know yeah. what is their personality I mean they're not gonna I mean I I know some people divide it up into 
different personality groups. Like you're a dramatic personality, you're a romantic personality, blah, blah, blah. And I know people have a mix of both. But I had someone tell me, you know, you really shouldn't wear a lot of patterns. You're a very solid color person. And I've really noticed since they told me that. I have a few dresses that have patterns and stuff, but I'm way more comfortable just in solid, basic, um, well, prime colors because I'm like a dark, I'm dark haired with fair skin, and I look good in well, black, <laughs> navy blue. Go ahead. Well, I think um, that one question I, I love to ask when I'm in a group, large group, is if you could wear anything every day of your life. In other words. Nobody cared. You know, you could earn the million dollars a week and wear whatever you wanted. What would it be? And people will say, you know, some people will say, my workout clothes. Another person will say, I love dresses. And uh, another person will say, it's got to be dramatic, whatever it is, from going to bed to going out. So personality has a lot to do with it. And finding your own comfort zone within that personality and still communicating whatever it is you need to communicate mm-hmm. is really important and is really key. I always do a lot of exercises with my clients on on just that, just as Colin does with, you know, how long are you going to take to fix your hair every day reasonably? Right. Right. Um, what is your lifestyle? Do you swim every day? Then you're not going to have a high-maintenance hairstyle. And it's the same thing with clothing. How long do you have to get ready? How much do you have to spend? And, and who are you and how comfortable are you with your body? Right, right. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I, uh, that I get asked uh, a lot, and it's certainly something that I think about, is are there ways to look younger through perhaps the styles that we wear and, and uh, the colors that we wear? I mean, I notice sometimes with a lot of people, whether I just see them on the streets or whatnot, that in trying to look younger, they wear clothing that is really too young for them. But is there a way to kind of mm, mellow the years the right way? Or do we have to succumb to the shots and the the knives? Absolutely. And and you're correct, because there are people who will buy something because the salesperson said, oh, it fits you perfectly, it looks great, but it is way too young for them. And consequently, it makes them look old. So it's important to, you can still dress for your age and be trendy or stylish, creating your own personal style without wearing the wrong or inappropriate clothes. Even leggings, which are so dominant today. Yes, talk about, wardrobe. The, talk about the leggings. Well, there are all different ways to wear them. And if you are 16, uh, wearing them with a short shirt is great. You know, you've got your, you're young, you're wearing them with sandals. But if you are 35, 45, 55, you wear them in different ways. I mean, you know, otherwise, if you see someone who's in her 40s and she's wearing platform sandals, leggings, and a short shirt, what communicating, what is that? Where, what right. are you saying about yourself? Are you saying, Love to have a really good time. (laughs) Yeah. So, on the other hand, love for sale. (laughs) Right. On the other hand, if you put on platform sandals and leggings and a long tunic with a belt and great accessories and a great hairdo, you're saying, hey, I am with it. I'm comfortable with who I am and I'm confident. 
that's what I wear, Colin. I wear the long tunic with the leggings with the platform shoes, but they're not too high because I'll fall into the subway. And a belt. That's what <laughs> yeah. I wear. See? Yeah, but I think I think the leggings of the '80s, like you say, they were a component of an '80s look. But but the other pieces that we put together today with leggings to take it from that '80s look to today. I mean. Leggings, when I think of leggings in the 80s, I think of Olivia Newton-John and Jane Fonda with those workouts. Oh, the, the shiny ones. Yeah. Yeah, they, the shiny ones. <laughs> well, or else, or else the sweaters with the big shoulder pads and the uh, leggings. Yeah. Or the lace leggings. Yes, that's what um, awful. So, it, you know, you, ha- <laughs> you can take, you have to be current with whatever trend, and everything is cyclical. So every single style comes back. But if it is a classic style, and that doesn't have to mean, I'm not talking about a Brooks Brothers Talbot's blazer, but if you have a classic, elegant outfit, you could take that from the 50s to today, and it will be current all the way through because of the fabrication, because of the fit, because of the way it was tailored. Jennifer, is there a particular, like, um, mid-range priced company that you send people to? Like, is there a particular clothing company that you like for basics, for classic stuff? You know, really, I can't say that there is one in particular because it really depends on what that person's trying to communicate and um, who they are. So, Anne Klein, Ellen Tracy. Yeah. um, you know, they're pretty midway range. Donna Karen, New York, is pretty yeah, mid-range. But also, there are so many websites now where you can get um, clothes from, you know, the top designers at such an amazing price. There's Gilt Group, G-I-L-T, which, for example, just today has Alberta Ferretti accessories. Um, so right, many people. Still. And uh, there's Rulala. Or oat look, swirl by Daily Candy. They all will have these amazing designers at seventy percent off. And if you know your style and what works for you, you really can really get a great wardrobe with high quality for very little money. Mm-hmm. <coughs> there, now are these, there's even. They, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, can you return? You can try them on and return them. You can try them on and return them. Some of the companies will give you a full refund. Some of the companies will give you credit towards their um, their website. Now, there's right. um, a company called Shop It To Me, which every day lists all the stores, which sales they're having. So, in other words, if you love Marc Jacobs or Armani or Tory Burch, you go on that website and put in those names and every day they'll tell you Nordstrom's is having a sale on Tory Burch this week so that instead of you know constantly looking at the, the papers or going into the store you're getting that in an email every single day yeah so that's great. you can yeah it's great and there are so many of these companies now because of the fact that the designers are not doing that well so you can also get the watches and the sunglasses and um, so it's it's pretty incredible, all the things that you can buy now. It's really the important thing is to understand your look and what you're trying to communicate and then understand your budget. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, 
color also has a lot to do with putting together a wardrobe in the sense that if you understand what colors really work for you, Colin was talking about how do you look younger, color has a lot to do with that. Uh, you can put on the wrong color and it can age you 10 or 15 years. And people don't realize it. You know, somebody will go out and, and all day long people will say, did you have a rough night last night? Are you not feeling well? <laughs> And on the other hand, you can put on something and people will say, wow, did you just get back from vacation? Have you had plastic surgery? Because wow. it's highlighting and accentuating the positive or it's mm -hmm. highlighting and accentuating the negatives. And um, if you wear the right colors, you know, makeup is a lot less expensive because you don't need as much. Mm -hmm. So that's well, really, really is, important. This is fascinating, Jennifer, and I know... Um we want to hear a lot more from you, but we're going to have to take a break. So we will be right back. Please stay tuned for the Colin Lively Show. listening to the column lively show with dorothy bishop and we are having a great conversation with jennifer maxwell parkinson who has already told us where to get great deals over the internet with our favorite fashions and she's going to also tell us what to do about those fluffy arms and um i also want to know a little bit about how color like a person's natural color and their personalities go together jennifer what about those arms that Dorothy seems to have so much concern for? <laughs> well, I don't think it's Dorothy, Colin. I think it's many, many, many women. Um, unless we're pole dancing every day, which is really great for the arms, we probably <laughs> are not going to have the greatest arms. So as women get age, and uh, the baby boomers are the largest amount of women right now, so we probably have more uncomfortable arms in this country than ever before. But there are a lot of designers now, like Carew Mark Eisen or Alberto Macaulay, who make uh, clothing that's either sheer or has uh, the larger sleeves where you would wear a t-shirt or, t I mean, a tank top underneath it. Um, there are the butterfly sleeves right now, which are the sleeves that come from the shoulder, and they're sort of like flutter, flutter sleeves is what they're called. So they go down to the elbow, but you still have the coolness. There are also the, the sleeves that are cut out from the shoulder to the elbow. So there's a slit, but you don't really see the arms. Right. Um, so there are so many things you can do to be cool and yet still have those arms covered, besides just wearing a T-shirt. And, you know, many T-shirts, the arms don't go down long enough. The cap sleeve T-shirt, unless you have fabulous arms, is probably one of the worst arm offenders I know of. Yeah. Um, and so that's why these butterfly flutter sleeves or the slits in the sleeves um, really, really help. And Alberto Macaulay makes a sleeve that is straight and then it flares out at the bottom a little bit. He sort of has a signature sleeve. Um, the other thing is depending How on does the it, person... What do you mean it's straight? It's straight and it flares out what do you mean it's like i mean at the bottom of the sleeve like at the elbow 
uh-huh. it kind of becomes a pleated um, oh, okay. full yeah. sleeve. Um, <clears throat> there's also Kiska um, by Kamore, who has the same kind of fuller sleeve, but it's sheer, so it's very cool. Uh-huh. And if you buy a sheer shirt that has a slight pattern on it, in other words, some embroidery, um, I'm not talking about Lily Pulitzer or embroidered turtles uh, or alligators. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm talking about very <laughs> subtle patterns in sheer, cool fabrics. Uh, there are also a lot of linens that are linen mix that are cool and don't wrinkle. Uh, that yeah. Are Linen you know, is really great. fabulous. Yeah. And you can get the cotton tank tops. Even Target has fabulous cotton tank tops with lace. And uh-huh. if you put that under something and in a different, in a color, you can create one long line. You know, if you have a blue tank top and blue slacks on, the top you wear over it can be a different mm-hmm. color and you still got the length because of the fact that the top you're wearing over it is sheer. Right. Right. So that is a way to cover the arms. Even the bathing suit cover-ups. People don't think about going into the bathing suit cover-up department and buying the tunics as a shirt, but they work fabulously as shirts. I know. I always see the cutest tunics in the bathing suit department at Lowman's. I'm always like, that would be a really cute shirt, you know? They do, and they're perfect to wear. if uh, If you have the legs for leggings, you can wear them with leggings, but you can also get... Well, Jennifer, the advice that you're giving about the arms, you know, uh, having a little tummy problem myself, and is there a way to sort of like camouflage without having to do too many sit-ups or do I still have to resort to these sit-ups? <laughs> Absolutely, Please. Colin. You know, having a belt draping a little bit, not a tight belt, a belt either draping over the stomach or, you know, the whole thing is about accentuating what you've got that's positive. So there are two types of hips. There's the high hip. That's the person like Liza Minnelli, Lucille Ball, who does not gain weight in her legs and arms, but she gains weight around the middle. So that type of person needs to wear longer shirts, longer jackets, and a looser belt. So she gives the impression of having a waist, even though she doesn't have a waist. So her stomach is, tend to be, would tend to be fuller, but she's going to want to accentuate the arms and the legs. Somebody with a tapered hip or an hourglass figure, that's the person who can be wider in the hip area and narrower in the waist. They're going to want to accentuate the waist and have the fullness covering the stomach area if they have a stomach. And, you know, we talk constantly about the muffin top. And there are lots of ways to stop that. And that's by buying clothes that fit properly. If that means going to J. Jill or um, Chico and getting something with an elastic band and then putting a top over it. You don't want to have that muffin top because that way it's really hard to cover it up because it's pulling over. Again, the undergarments, the bra. The bra has to really fit you, have somebody size you, because that's why we've got all that stuff coming out above and below. And um, so it's important to really look from, you know, start from underneath and then move out and up and down to accentuate what you've got that you want to show people. And 
Of course, those tunic tops cover up the midriff. I mean, Colin, you love those Indian shirts. Oh, I do. I call it my Diwali look. <laughs> right, and you and you bring the eye, as we all can, to the to the face because those Indian shirts tend to have a lot of sparkle and and things around the neck, and a lot of the clothes nowadays have. Uh, detailing around the neck, jewels, and mm-hmm. the, if you have a necklace, all that will accentuate yeah. your face as opposed to your stomach. A bow, you know, where you can wear a scarf if it's if it's tied at the waist or draping over the waist, it's hiding the stomach. So there are lots of different things you can do. I'm also amazed at the difference that just uh, for a woman wearing a good bra, what the difference uh-huh. it can make in your figure. Absolutely. It is amazing. A good bra makes all the difference in in the world, you know, because you're bringing everything up. (laughs) And we, and unfortunately, you know, we've all dropped when we're older. We drop. We can't help it. And um, so that's important, too. And it's important to look at your body because if you have really long legs and you're wearing cropped pants, it can make your legs look like you've got two, and they're very thin. They can look like you've got two sticks sticking out. So it's important that if you, you know, to wear the right shoes to make you look good. All of those things, and all the details put together. And what's an example of a good shoe? Like what? Um... Well, it depends on your body type, but either a flat or a platform or a flat sandal, it depends on your body type. Also, what's really in a lot right now is that sort of rib-draped tunic that kind of crosses the body. Mm-hmm. That also hides the stomach. And the mm-hmm. umpire look hides the stomach. Or wearing a vest. Yes. Yes. Vests are really, really in right now. In fact, um, the, the website Guilt Group that I had talked about a little while ago, G-I-L-T, yeah. um, if you go on Guilt giltguilt.com today they have genera which the sale ends on the 5th they have a ton of great things for all different body types from the longer tunic to the shorter tunic they've got shorts that are not you know too they're more of the henley longer length Mm -hmm. so it really really pays to go on and look because these things are $69 instead of 165 a linen vest for 85 instead of 195 a wow. beautiful silk uh, button front cinch waist shirt but it's not cinched over the stomach it's cinched at the right, side a little, 79 yeah. instead of 175 so yeah. you know it's it's really important to check out things and if you go to someone and you really learn what your body type is you should be able to order online and it will fit you and look good if you yeah. learn all of these things. So, you know, investing to have people help you, people think of that as an extravagance, but it's not an extravagance. It's a way to save money. In the long run, you save a lot of money because you and don't also buy just those knowing, mistakes. Yeah, knowing your shape and buying quality but less pieces, you know. Exactly. And, that, and the color. If you've got, you know what colors work, then your whole wardrobe goes together right. instead of just wearing black and white or uh you know, people will say, oh, but I love orange. If orange doesn't work for you and that's your favorite color, then let's get it in an accessory, in right. some bangles or a, a belt, or, you know, shoes. Or it could be if it's away from your face, right? It could be the exactly. skirt. Exactly. It can right. be a skirt. 
but don't go out and buy all of that color. Try and think, get things that all coordinate together. A wardrobe should really be something that you can basically pack and go for a week without having too much stuff in there. Yes. Well, I'm a traveler, so I know. I'm, I'm always trying to figure out that mystery. Listen, Jennifer, we have a caller, so um, I'd love to bring her on. Is she still there, hey. Marilyn? Hello? Do we have Marilyn? We have a caller. Marilyn, are you there? Okay, well, maybe we lost her. (laughs) Well, I have a question for Jennifer, a a, a comment and a question. Uh, We're talking about image consulting and image consultants as if we think the whole world might know what, what that's about, and you certainly have clarified some of it. But... Uh, and I know, as well as you, that everyone can certainly benefit from the services of an image consultant. But I, I know that you're in Chicago, and I know that, that you will travel to a, to a client. Uh, but for clients who possibly can't afford to have uh, someone like you fly to them or, or whatnot, is there a place where people can go to find an image consultant, an accredited image consultant? Um, yes, there is. They can go on the website, which is the Association of Image Consultants International, which is AICI.org. And on there, it even explains how to choose an image consultant, how to become an image consultant, um, and it, it talks about them. And there are different levels of image consultants. So you can certainly um, find one that will help you and work within your budget. And uh, I think even on the website it talks about questions to ask. Mm-hmm. So when you, you, know, you look at the how to choose an image consultant, it tells you what kinds of questions to ask and who an image consultant is and, and trying on for size. So. I think it's really important for people to go and look and see what image consultants do because they're all different types. And yes, of course, I fly you know anywhere to a client and work with them. But the key is to find someone who will work well with you. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I I certainly now work with a lot of image consultants. I have quite a number of image consultants who send their clients to me because, you know, through the years of my close association, I I know the language I know what people are talking about but one of the things that I run into with my clients most of my clients are women although there are certainly some men but women I find have have almost two images they need they need to focus on one is the career image uh, and I have I have a lot of clients who are in high-powered positions, corporate positions, whatnot. But then there's that nighttime image, that alluring, romantic image that that is also a part of a woman's life. How does a woman balance going from the proper business attire look to being the femme fatale at night? <laughs> Well, Colin, let me just clarify that. Are you talking about literally going, if you're in an off-site, going from work to a business femme fatale night, or are you talking about going from work to date night or, you know, nothing to do with career? 
Right. Nothing. Because uh, I think within every woman there's a little bit of sex kitten that needs to be part of her wardrobe or part of her, certainly part of her her look when it comes to hair. Every time I take care of a, of a client, I mean, honestly, I've never had a client say to me, I would like to look like a sex kitten. But they will say, you know, I'm I'm in legal for Pfizer. I, I am a partner at, at Goldman Sachs. We never, sometimes my consultation gets locked inside that part of who this person is. But I always say, but don't we want to throw in a little bit of sex kitten? And people brighten up right away and they go, well, of course. So how well, do I come up with a look that has all of those components in it? Well, you know, that's sort of the the um, metaphor of the woman who's got the hair up and she pulls the clip out of her hair and it falls down and she's suddenly the sex kitten from the businesswoman. Right. One yeah, thing, from, the board, from the boardroom to the bedroom. Exa- exactly. <laughs> and, and one thing that I have found with clients is that they have to find that part of them, their mojo. And, you know, even if they're at uh, the bank or wherever they are, the lawyer, underneath their clothes, that person should still be there. In other words, the lingerie can be, still be sexy right, so or beautiful sexy lingerie, yeah. <laughs> um, underneath. And then to go from day to night, if they're leaving the office and going from day to night, wear, get a great pantsuit and then change the shirt. Put the jacket back on, but wear a slinky, gorgeous silk camisole, change the earrings, change the shoes, and you've gone from boardroom to sex kitten. Because, you know, if you suddenly put on those strappy sandals and a gorgeous camisole, under a gray silk suit from wearing a, you know, a blouse that's high-necked and a string of pearls, and you put on some fabulous earrings and a little bit more makeup. At night, we always have a little bit deeper look because as the light fades, we have to brighten up our canvas, our own canvas. Because I find that women do have to balance a lot of different roles. and Exactly. You know, we we all have an image of what, you know, mom should look like, what the girlfriend or the wife should look like, what the what the female executive should look like, and these, you know, the these components aren't the same, you know, and the hair for me, you know, I will a lot of times say, well, pull it up in a pony, do this, do that, you know, certainly like shifting the hairstyle can change the way a person looks but uh, it, it's a challenge I admit for, for women to try to balance all of these parts and it is and what I find is when women really understand their personality for example uh, a few years ago I worked with a woman who worked for a, she was a huge senior executive at a company and she was suddenly moving to a smaller town and she was going to be the face of a new company and she had all of this artistic nature inside of her, and it showed in her casual clothing. But in her work clothing, it was boring, boring, boring. And when we combined the two personalities, then she went a lot further with both day and night and casual. 
in understanding who she was. She was comfortable in all of it, and she could cross over certain things from work to casual to nighttime. Well, as I think of, you know, we mentioned Michelle Obama before. Mm-hmm. I, I think, first of all, I, re- I really admire her style. I think that Michelle Obama's personal style uh, looks imposing, but, it, but she hasn't lost that femininity that I see. I'm, quite frankly, I don't remember a first lady being glamorous since Jackie Onass, since Jackie Kennedy. Which you know she was around when I was in the White House party manners classes at Springbrier, <laughs> and uh, she certainly embodied sexy, uh, classy, official, and I think Michelle Obama does that to some de- to to quite a degree. And I'm thinking of other people that are famous that have kind of gotten it all together, and. Well, I think when you see people like Jane Fonda, Mm -hmm. you know, she, yeah, and even Oprah, I mean, of course, Oprah changes a lot, but even in, you know, when she goes to a formal gathering or she's, you know, on television or she's just caught relaxing, she always has certain things that she just really knows are her personality. And you're right. I, I think that the past first ladies since Jackie Kennedy have gone through such evolutions trying to find what works and what people won't criticize. And Michelle Obama already had somewhat of her own personal style, which is she's always gracious and, and beautiful, but she's also always a mother. And she's, she's also means business, and she also means elegance, So, you know, which goes into that civility that, we all want you know she always has that grace and civility in everything she wears even when they're running after the dog <laughs> and she does but she doesn't always play safe which i love you know she kind of exactly. pushes the envelope right she does in her inaugural dress and it's 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 fun to see this happen and you know poor oprah whether she's the fat oprah or the skinny oprah she still is able to to pull it off and and do it well and and uh being a fashion plate all my life and now a fashion platter as i call myself as i go into the fat <laughs> into the fat column <laughs> I, I do i do my best <laughs> and oprah is my calendar girl when i'm going through my size changes well, um, Jennifer, we only have like three minutes left, but um, just quickly, because I know our callers wanted to hear, our listeners wanted to hear just a little bit about, um, we talked about etiquette and the importance of, um, you know, I just was looking at your videos online and I just thought it was so great what you were saying about um, paying people compliments, the importance of thank you notes, just to go along with your beautiful physical style, um, you know, just the, the sense of classiness. What, what Can you just talk a little bit about it? Sure, sure. I think that civility is so important now and classiness. And a, thank, a handwritten note means so much because we are so into the texting, into the email world that, you know, it used to be there were standard rules. If you went to someone's home for dinner, you never went empty-handed. The next day you would call up and say, thank you, I had a lovely time. Yeah. And now people go empty-handed, they don't 
They don't call the next day. So you're sort of left with, gee, I wonder if my party was a success. And even in business, there are those who are so insecure that they're constantly paying compliments, which you need to be genuine. It needs to be a compliment that is really a, really the truth. Mm-hmm. So, um, and in, in business, it's so important to not cross over that line by saying, wow, you look hot in that skirt, as opposed right. to, you know, you look, you look great today. There's such a difference between the two. And because one is, one is professional and the other isn't. The other is too personal. Yeah, one is sexual and right. one is professional and, and really complimenting somebody on their a job well done. So it's important to do that. And even in the, in the act of criticism, if somebody's coming in for a 360 and they're being talked to about something that's not going well, it's always better to bring up first some things that are going well. You know, I love yeah. the way you did that report or thank you for having that on my desk on in a timely manner. And then also ending it that way because the person is going to remember you as being kind and gracious and they're going to have more respect. And respect is really something we really need everywhere we go, even driving. You know, the person who gets up behind you and tries to make you move then puts you in a bad mood and makes you want to slow down. And then, it, you know, it goes to the next person and the next person. So I think that, that kindness, grace, etiquette, civility also bounce off of other people, and it, it creates an extended... If you send somebody a handwritten thank you note and they feel great about it, they're going to send someone one. Right. So it's really important to, to not be scared, um, even in, if somebody passes away or somebody's sick. Many times people will just stay away. And the best thing you can do is to send a handwritten note yeah. as opposed to calling or some, doing something where you expect something in return. Right. It's always better to do something right. where the person doesn't have to do anything in return. Oh, I think that's great advice. And unfortunately, we're out of town, but I love ending on that note. And I love the word grace. And Colin, any last words? Because I think we're out of time. Well, and I've got to go mingle with Jennifer. And, You've got to go and, meet Jennifer. Uh, Ben and and Denzel, so I'm going to be rushing out the door. Thank you, Jennifer, as always. You're welcome. Thank you. It was just great having you on the show. My pleasure. And and we'll be uh, back next Friday with the Colin Lively Show and Dorothy Bishop.